Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have to get rid of these imposter district attorneys because if you look at the jurisdictions where this is happening in San Francisco and Los Angeles, even in Chicago and Minneapolis, it's where you have these Soros-funded DAs who are really public defenders in disguise. That is Lisa Smitkamp. She is the district attorney of Fresno County in central California talking about what's behind this explosion in crime, whether the smash and grab uh, burglaries slash robberies that are happening all across America or uh, break-ins and, and armed robberies and the rest of it, just huge, huge increases in crime. She puts it there. Coming up in just a second. Yes. We often mock clickbait. I just came across a clickbait that I am going to click on. And I'm going to learn at the same Too time you do. Too good to resist. Too mm-hmm. good to resist. Albert Einstein revealed the secret to happiness and used 17 words. How do you not click on that? I'll let you know what it was when I read it. Coming up. Wow. Al Einstein. I represent science. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Michael. Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a different scientist. Yeah. That was great. You know, it's, it's funny. We were just talking uh, about... Um, about uh, bums and junkies and, and, and how so many of the people on the streets these days are, are drug addicts. And, and the it's a combination of, uh, you know, ill-advised, quote-unquote, compassion and the homeless industrial complex, which seeks to remove all of the repercussions of behaviors that are going to end up on the you're going to end up on the street if you do this stuff. Mentioned that I, speaking for myself, Joe Getty, don't come at it from a high-handed point of view. I understand. I've I've long had impulses to do stuff I shouldn't do. All right? I'm a sinner like everybody. And the negative repercussions that would have followed have had a significant effect in me making better choices. Okay? And and I had somebody, I was wearing an Armstrong and Getty Stupid Should Hurt t-shirt the other day. I almost never wear our own swag because I don't want people looking at me. Um, although uh, it is incredibly popular, and if you have an A&G fan in your life, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some really cool stuff. Helps keep the guys on the payroll during, during these crazy economic times. Anyway, uh, Stupid Should Hurt has been one of the slogans of the show since the beginning. Long and short of it, because this gal asked, what does that mean? If you design a society that doesn't have negative repercussions for bad decisions, you're going to get more bad decisions. And if you don't have a society that rewards good decisions or ambition or innovation or hard work, you're going to have less of that. That's the long story short, which leads us into... I get why it's tough, too, from the soft lefty angle of you don't want people's lives to be ruined or over or many doors closed for a bad decision. Oh, here. But, yeah, I guess it. As you just pointed out, if you eliminate that, you, know, you see what happens. We got an email the other day. We're about to talk about crime and the lack of repercussions for crime. And oh, my gosh, this is astonishing. We're getting way more of it. Uh, somebody uh, wrote us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, that said, hey, first offense, grant them the, the, the no bail or the bail reform or whatever. But by the time they get to the second or maybe the third offense, that goes away. Wow, how, how obvious is that? But that's I not know. what they're doing. An eight-year-old child could come up with that. It's perfectly sensible and perfectly just. But no, that's not what they're, they're doing. Like the 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 horrific, vicious 
soulless, heartless predator who killed those two, those poor people in Wisconsin at the Christmas parade. Great example. You know, 15 times offender tried to run a woman over and he was on the streets. Horrible crime since I think he was 11 years old. Um, not as bad a crimes. There's the, the record holder. I've got it in my uh, my notes somewhere. I'll have to dig it up. The new record holder in New York, and I think it was something like seventy times this person had been arrested for a variety of crimes. And because of the whole weird no bail thing, you know, you get caught stealing from a place and you're out later that afternoon, and you get caught two days later. Yeah, there's the answer right there. One time will give you the whole. You don't have to post bail after that. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, California leading the way, as Governor Newsom frequently likes to remind America, leaving, leading the way into a hellhole in this case. Uh, living you know, like, in a hellhole! Great Spinal Tap song. <laughs> Surprised they weren't in that top ten artists of all time. Anyway, uh, so uh, a couple of stories about that sort of thing. Number one, and I alluded to this yesterday, but I got the timetable wrong. Jenna Smith was in Chicago last month. She lives in San Francisco, the Mission District, if you know San Francisco. And she got an alert. Uh, she's watching home security footage on uh, his, uh, her boyfriend. I'm sorry, I was looking at home security footage on his phone. He noticed, uh, wait a minute, there's somebody in my garage. Oh, my God, right now there's somebody in the garage. Somebody had broken into the garage of their apartment building. He watches as a burglar uh, uh, grabs a suitcase, loads it up, and leaves full of it. Well, he'd be back. The man or somebody who resembled him broke in nine times in two days. Wow. Occasionally with a lime, riding one of those lime scooters went to, with a female accomplice, and every time they called the cops and every time the cops got there after the people had left. Finally, this guy out of frustration flies home to San Francisco from Chicago, goes straight to the police station where they said, no, you have to file a report from your home. So he's like, all right, for God's sake. So the next morning, he finally r- r- files a report from home. Nine break-ins in two days. Welcome to San Francisco. This is unintentionally hilarious. Oakland, California officials said Monday they want to grow the city's police force in an effort to confront rising tides of violent crime that's gripped the city this year. These are the same folks who are howling defund the police and actually cut a budget. I can't remember. I don't have the figure in front of me last year. Um, but now they're rushing to add more cops and put them out on the streets. And Wait, Who saw that coming? They just they oh everyone everyone saw that coming. Yeah, exactly. Anybody with any common sense, Libby Schaff, the communist mayor, said the rise in violent crime is the result of a perfect storm of circumstances, including attrition, human nature, human nature, and human nature, a faulty bail system, and the pandemic's effects on families and the criminal justice system. Yeah, well, if you mean that scumbags are staying on the street, you're right. So Oakland can't wait to refund the police as fast as they can. And then I wanted to touch just briefly on uh, this Jason Whitlock piece he wrote, why the horrific Waukesha massacre murderer, whose name I will not mention, why the story must be politicized. And he's responding to the Wisconsin senators, Tammy Baldwin and Ron Johnson, who released a joint statement asking outside groups to stop exploiting the Waukesha massacre for political purposes. And, and and Whitlock responds that 
it's as pointless as asking, you know, John Dillinger to stop using his, his pistol. The style of gun didn't make Dillinger an unrepentant criminal. His immorality did. America's fight for political power has descended into a seemingly unprecedented level of immorality. Ambitious politicians quickly turn human tragedy into political capital. Uh, and, and, and he makes the point that the Baldwin Johnson statement is not only pointless, it's clueless. It epitomizes the kind of cowardly leadership pervasive in American politics. The statement is a virtue signal that pretends diplomacy is an antidote for wickedness, that peace is possible with people who have no regard for objective truth. Why should Waukesha be exempt from the political examination lens applied to everything else? That's exactly what we should be doing. Failing to publicly explore and explain what drove Brooks to commit mass murder would only allow the evil to further metastasize. Uh, we need to scrutinize the whole thing and how it happened carefully. And every aspect of that is politics. Yeah. It's public policy. Um, yeah, it bothers me when people say you shouldn't politicize that or they're politicizing or whatever. You ought to politicize the idea that we now have a system where a guy could commit those kind of crimes his whole life and still be out on the street and able to. I don't see it as a negative to bring that up as a political angle of we need to change the laws so that that can't happen again. Got this uh, tweet here from somebody, but Tim Sandifer retweeted it. There are children still in critical condition from the Waukesha attack after six people were already murdered and the media are just done. No investigation into his background, no search for a motive, no panel segments speculating on his racist views. They're just done. Unlike, yeah. you know, for instance, Rittenhouse, where you're going for weeks and weeks about speculating about his uh, his uh, various racist views. Well, or this yeah, or that. out and out stating that he's a white supremacist, uh, supremacist in the absence of any evidence. And a lot of people picked up on this because this was a, came from a number of sources. This is CNN's tweet about the story. Uh, Over the weekend, Waukesha will hold a moment of silence today, marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring scores of others. Oh, Oh, a car drove through, you say. Byron York of the Washington Examiner replied, the killer SUV. Serious question. Why the reluctance to state clearly that a man killed six six and injured more than 60 and used his car as a weapon? A car. It's. Marking that is a week. bizarre. It is. Marking a week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade. Somebody else retweeted, boy, these autonomous vehicles are getting really good. Wow. That's dryly, oh. sickeningly kind of amusing. What? Yeah, what? 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 What is the motivation for that? Trying to take human decision out of it. And acting like it it's not a career criminal that let the world know over and over again since he was a child, not that I'm for locking up children forever, but been letting the world know who he is right. his whole life. And the society just kept saying, eh, we'll give you another shot. And now, when after he kills a whole bunch of people, you refer to the car? Like it was the car's decision? Right. Well, you know, it reminds me in a weird way of the Russian collusion hoax or the uh, quashing the Hunter Biden laptop story. The, you know, the forces of the left and the left media have spent so much time on Trump was a Russian agent that they can't confront the wrongness of that story without admitting their complicity in it. They can't admit fully that the Hunter Biden laptop thing was uh, was an in, not only a an appropriate story and a uh, an accurate story but an incredibly 
important story. They can't fully admit that, or they have to admit their own complicity in quashing that. And in the same way, they've invested so much time in these utopian, and yes, George Soros does fund a lot of these DAs in their election campaigns, this utopian far-left view of the criminal justice system. They have flogged that so much, if they were to admit that this guy is the absolutely predictable product of their policies, well, they would have to admit that they have been pitching a disaster to us, and they would never be that courageous. This guy over 22 years had wreaked havoc across three states as he racked up convictions. How many times did he do this sort of stuff and never got caught? Convictions for abusing his partners, raping and impregnating a teenager, and a consistent streak of other violent crimes throughout decades. Right. Was still out to do his thing. Right. And then he gets arrested for trying to run a woman over and actually hit her with the car and beat her. $1,000 bailed back on the streets. And then the headline is, a car drove through a parade. Yeah. Weird, man. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, you can get it at armstrongandgetty.com. You can also buy Armstrong and Getty swag in time for Christmas. We're hitting, we're hammering it now because we want you to be able to get it in time for, you know, if you got an Armstrong and Getty fan in your family, this is such an easy way to buy. Don't you love it if you got somebody that's into something and you know you can always buy them something really, it's, you know, yes, golf equipment. Right. They, they love golf. I'll buy them something for golf. You love Armstrong and Getty, you buy them something from Armstrong and Getty. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> we got lots of that stuff. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. I can still maybe if my leg gets good enough, maybe cook off a tournament here or there. But as far as climbing the mountain, get all the way to the top, I don't think that's a realistic expectation of me. But I think something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full time ever again. Pick and choose, just like what Mr. Hogan did. You pick and choose a few events a year and you play around that. You practice around it and try to gear yourself up for that, and you play it. I think that's kind of how I'm going to have to play it from now on. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's my reality. And I understand it, and I accept it. Yeah, you got to pay attention to the speed limit, especially when you got a head full of Ambien, yeah, Tiger. maybe start, stop taking uh, so much sleep medication that you're a zombie and driving 80 miles an hour on corners. His back hurts so much you can hardly get a Perkins waitress up on the table. Oh, now, 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 now. That is just kicking a man while Did we down. mention that was Tiger Woods, or was that obvious? Well, I called him Tiger. I think that helped people along. They put him in the right direction. Could have been that guy from Oklahoma. With the, the, with the alleged st- Tiger King. Yes, I the, didn't vote for him. With the stumpy co-workers. Mm. Um, what was the two things? Oh, so it's going to go from wise to not wise. That's a pretty good transition right there. Oh, and I got to tell you about the, the remember that Indiana teacher slash administrator who hipped us all to, they tell you they're not teaching critical race theory, but here's what they're doing. Well, there's been a twist in that case and not a good one. I like, uh, I hate rather, uh, clickbait. Um, but it, I find it pretty easy to ignore. It just, it makes me roll my eyes. It's so stupid. What local insurance agents are telling you, and it's some hot chick with giant boobs and a tank top, and right. whatever. Yeah. Um, just dumb. Um, but this clickbait got me. Einstein's 17 words that are the key to happiness. How do you not freaking click on that? Here it is. 
A calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. Hmm. I'll read it again. A calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. There you go. Yeah, that, that, that may well be. I think, you know, different people are made different ways, too. I think some people are not made for the calm and whatever he said life. Got to be yeah. striving. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're more like this guy, a Texas man who ripped off um, PPP programs, payment protection programs all across the country. So he ripped off three banks. You know, lots of people did this. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people, including people in prisons, did this. Uh, ripped off the government during the whole COVID thing while we were throwing money around like crazy. And he was able to make up a bunch of fake employees and all this different stuff different stuff to the tune of $1.6 million. He's 30 years old. Wow. So you've come up with $1.6 million. You're 30 years old. You know what? You uh, you got $1.6 million. You invest it, live a decent life. You're set for life. You're okay. You know, you live in a modest part of the world. You drive modest vehicles, live in a modest house. You don't ever have to worry about money again. That's not what he did, though, as a 30-year-old. He went out and bought a $233,000 Lamborghini. <laughs> Freaking morons. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. First of all, you've just alerted all your friends and neighbors and everybody you know to something weird happened. Because now you got a quarter of a million dollar Lamborghini, you freaking moron. Anyway, he also bought a $14,000 Rolex, $2,000 trip to a Houston area strip club where you got to go show off to the ladies, and he eventually got caught. Now he's Those are sp- no ladies. <laughs> now he's going to spend nine years in prison. Class A, moron. It's the thing you always say. If you're yeah. contemplating a life of crime, you're too dumb for a life of crime. I mean, exactly. good Lord. I kind of appreciate the guys who commit crimes from prison, though. It's kind of a time <laughs> saver, if you know what I mean, for society. <laughs> That's a good point. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In ongoing Apple Watch bashing, Tim Sandifer says, I don't need an electronic mommy on my wrist telling me I haven't burned enough calories today. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. Spoken like a skinny guy. I won't have it. Coming up, uh, I hope we can squeeze this in anyway, both Ted Cruz and Tucker Carlson taking shots at Anthony Fauci. Who represents science. I represent science. Is that correct? He, he is science. So if you disagree with him, you're disagreeing with the entire scientific world. So don't you dare. Yeah, it's like denying 2 plus 2 is 4. Right, exactly. To dare disagree with the great Dr. Fauci. Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! So uh, speaking of uh, extremist uh, political movements... Um, the Marxists aren't fooling around. Anybody who suffered under Stalin knew that. They want their way. They want it bad. They're going to build a utopia over your dead body. You may recall one 
uh, Tony Kinnett, perhaps not by name, but he was the Indiana teacher slash administrator who, uh, who, who put out a video not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, as I recall, about how you think or your, your school tells you they're not teaching critical race theory, but here's the truth behind it. Let's, uh, there's a twist to the story, but let's remind you of what he had to say. Michael, let's start with clip 26. I'm the science coach and admin in the largest public school district in Indiana. I'm in dozens of classrooms a week, so I see exactly what we're teaching our students. When we tell you that schools aren't teaching critical race theory, that it's nowhere in our standards, that's misdirection. We don't have the quotes and theories as state standards per se. We do have critical race theory in how we teach. We tell our teachers to treat students differently based on color. We tell our students that every problem is a result of white men and that everything Western civilization built is racist. Capitalism as a tool of white supremacy. Those are straight out of Kimberly Crenshaw's main points, verbatim, in Critical Race Theory, the writings that formed the movement. This is in math, history, science, English, the arts, and it's not slowing down. If students of color have lower reading scores, it's because of inequity. Therefore, we take from the white students and give to the color students. That's Richard Delgado, straight out of CRT and Introduction. All teaching is political, with reality and facts taking the back seat. That's Dr. Gloria Ladson-Billings, who outlined how she saw critical race theory flushed out in public schools in 1995. Read anything James Lindsay's written and learn about this. Um, I'm sorry, Joe. Critical race theory is a, is a, is a, a niche legal doctrine that came out of Harvard in the early 90s. It's got nothing to do with our schools today. Say some of my favorite right-wing pundits. Oh, yeah, they're they're fools. They spend too much time in their intellectual salons. They have no idea what's happening happening in Indiana public schools. They call, they refer to the rest of America's flyover states, with all due respect to their genius. Uh, but anyway, uh, Mr. Kinnett goes on, uh, what's a poor parent to do? When schools tell you that we aren't teaching critical race theory, it means one thing. Go away and look into our affairs no further. It isn't about transparency. It isn't about cultural relevance. It's race essentialism painted to look like the district cares about students of color. We call it anti-racism, so you feel bad if you disagree with our segregationist pedagogy. It's taking advantage of kids' vulnerability and parents' inactivity to preen over social snake oil schemes designed to create division. Parents, when we tell you critical race theory isn't taught in our schools, we're lying. Keep looking. So his expression of what he has observed and believes is utterly calm, sober, gentlemanly, documented yeah documented is an important part of it he can back it up right and again it's so polite uh it would be hard to indict him on the facts or what he said so if you were say a a marxist or a professional race baiter and you wanted to ruin somebody like this what the heck would you say what would the accusation be? What would your strategy be? Well, gee, if only if only we had a test case. Oh, here we go. Mr. Kinnett has been told to work from home because he was causing other staff members, quote-unquote, anxiety. As one hour ago, Indianapolis public schools have suspended my access to email and Google Drive, he said, along with a screenshot. I've been required to work from home the last two weeks as staff reportedly have clinical anxiety over working with me. When I came to get books from my office, phone calls were made to each team member so they'd be clear of the building. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't help but laugh at that. Well, that's because he's, he's so He's coming. Scary. He's coming. Move out of the building. What if you see him? Oh, no. 
Well, right, because you heard in his just angry, crazed rants, he's obviously uh, you know prone to violence. Kinnett wow. added he's been banned from going to any school building or from hosting professional development while also pledging to continue to release more information that he has already downloaded from the district. Well, good for him. It's a good thing I downloaded all of the other racist documents and videos from the public server weeks ago, he added in his Twitter thread. God, we've normalized this level of anxiety because I've got someone in my orbit uh, who has that kind of anxiety. And they're on all kinds of medication, and we're constantly working with doctors because it's not normal. It's it's a real problem. If you've got the kind of anxiety where you need to be alerted, a coworker's coming in so because you can, he disagrees with you, so, so you can leave before they get there. You need to be on medication and like top level therapy, probably hospitalized. Don't act like it's perfectly normal and okay. That's weird. Right. So, uh, you know, as uh, was it Orwell or somebody or other said, uh, you know, when uh, when a lie becomes the doctrine to tell the truth is a revolutionary act. So what do you do? That's uh, Solzhenitsyn, I think. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It, it could be have right. been Solzhenitsyn. He, he, uh, he read a lot of Mark Twain on the Internet, from what I understand. Hard to say who said what. <laughs> he read a lot of Mark Twain on the Internet. Might have been Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so uh, again, how do you discredit somebody so careful? Well, quote, they've apparently gotten a lot of emails and texts and calls from people who have refused to work with me. If they have to work with me, they will walk. I've been banned from coming into their buildings, and they are terrified I'm going to pull out my phone and record their classes. So you just organize a... He's dangerous, he gives me anxiety, and if he comes in, I will quit because he's so scary to me. And then the administration kowtows to those, well, they're, I almost said cowards. They're, they're either cowards, liars, or just mentally ill. Unbelievable. He said during his meetings with various human resources officials and administrators, he was essentially told that any negative pushback he receives from the school was his fault and chastised him for being oblivious to that fact. Unbelievable. I'd say. He went on to say, finally, regardless of my position, whether I'm employed or not, parents still deserve to know what's going on in Indianapolis. Whether they support it or they disagree with it, they deserve to know. I wish this would get more attention, but it won't. No. No, it won't. It's just shocking. Anyway, good for you, Mr. Kinnett. I really, truly admire you. A uh, quick word from our uh, sponsors, our beloved sponsors at Car Shield. Uh, expensive repair is especially annoying in the winter time. There you are, stuck. It's cold. It's raining. Whatever. Uh, it's snowing on you. Well, with Car Shield, not only do you have to not uh, deal with paperwork, but they take care of the payments for you. So it could save you thousands. Saving money, you know, is a big deal. But the the hassle part of it is pretty handy too. You get to choose the mechanic that's going to do the work. Car Shield takes care of all the rest, the paperwork and all that sort of stuff. Even provides coast to coast roadside assistance, rental coverage, trip reimbursement, no additional charge, and it's a month to month thing. And they've got a coverage option that fits your budget. So visit carshield.com slash Armstrong to save 10%. That's carshield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Carshield has helped over 1 million drivers. America's number one auto protection company. Go to carshield.com slash Armstrong and you will save 10%. Carshield.com slash Armstrong. So I got uh, smashed into the other day. Somebody ran into my Tesla. Well, yeah, that's right. And uh, they don't, the cops don't come anymore. You don't call the cops anymore unless somebody's hurt. Mm-hmm. How do they determine whose fault it was, though? 
It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like anybody cares anymore. Is that just gone away as to whose fault it is? I wonder. I got rear-ended the other day. It turns out there wasn't any you real did. damage. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to bring it up, but I just never did. Um, but there was much just, damage. My car's got serious damage, like you can't open the door. Oh, no. No, no I got hit hard. Like that. Yeah. Oh, that's sucko. Oh, it is sucko. Yeah, but the cops don't even show up. So what, uh, what did the, the uh, insurance companies, uh, did you take pictures or anything? Is there anything like that? I took a bunch of pictures of his uh, insurance stuff and license plate and all that sort of stuff. And then you just go on your way. File the paperwork. Seems hinky. Doesn't it seem hinky? It seems odd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, you know what? I promised this like an hour ago, and I never uh, paid it off. Just real quickly, the Babylon B top eight reasons you absolutely do not need a gun. Number one, you can always count on the police to protect you. That's just a fact. Police are proven 100% effective at protecting innocent people. (laughs) This is the Babylon B, which is a satirical newspaper. Oh, what now? Two, there's no evidence to suggest the government would ever overstep and try to take away your rights. A government has literally never done this. Don't be so paranoid. (laughs) I like using literally. I know. Uh, Number three, guns make journalists wet their pants. If you live near a journalist and he hears you own a gun, he may wet his pants. You don't want something like that on your conscience. (laughs) Number four, guns are not cool and awesome and fun to shoot and useful for protection. Just trust us on this. We're journalists. Number five, criminals have guns and use them to do bad things. You don't want to be like a criminal, do you? (laughs) Six, nobody's going to break into your house where there's plenty of free stuff to loot at Target. Relax, seriously. Seven, your much manlier neighbor already has a gun. You can just borrow his if you really need it. And eight, gun handling is best left to the professionals, like Alec Baldwin. Oh, Oh, that was out of bounds. So do the world a favor and don't buy a gun. Don't visit an online store for a fantastic deal on a firearm. Just don't. That's funny. Well written, my friends. Um, so the White House has been decorated for Christmas. You probably don't even know what the theme is. Look at you, going through life without knowing what the theme is of the White House Christmas decorations. I think I heard it, and I care so little I don't remember. And apparently social media is really knocking it. Well, you hate to have social media turn on you also. Thanks, Twitter. Isn't the theme, I like Christmas? So you got some f- stuff from this that is mockable, I would say. And if we can squeeze in the Fauci stuff, we'll do yep. it next segment. It'll Play be an action-packed segment, oh, I'm telling you. Don't, oh, don't touch that dial, as they say. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Call this breaking news. Breaking stupid stupidity news. That's what I'll call it. Breaking stupidity news. <laughs> Appropriate that a jackass should well, bring. We've reached we've reached peak craziness. So if you ever buy a Mother's Day card, Father's Day card, birthday card, any kind of greeting card, there are there are a couple of things that are very, very popular. Dogs and cats. Sure. Monkeys are very popular. No more. No more monkeys on greeting cards. What? Peta pressured CVS, and they're pulling all greeting cards that has any kind of monkey, chimpanzee, ape, or anything on it from their 10,000 stores. Because it's leading people to believe that monkeys are doing great in the world, and they're actually endangered in parts of the world, and we don't want to have people thinking that a monkey 
in a hat saying somebody's 40 or whatever it says on the card. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here's where I, here's the disconnect. Everybody knows, or I thought everybody knows that PETA doesn't give a crap about any of these things. They're geniuses at getting publicity and people chuckle and say, PETA wants to rename the bullpen, the arm barn, which is actually pretty damn clever. I know people in Major League Baseball who thought that was really funny. Uh, Everybody knows they just want attention. You want them to say their, their name. But for uh, the, the card company to, to buckle under, they don't even mean it. No monkeying around this Christmas, and you got a bunch of monkeys in Christmas hats. You can't have that anymore. Because, <sighs> yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Peta did this thinking they'd get publicity for something so over-the-top stupid. Right. That's why Peta announced this, and CVS said, you're right. We shouldn't have chimps, monkeys, apes, or anything on greeting cards. And they pulled them out of their 10,000 stores. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. There's plenty of other themes you can go with. But it just shows how freaking mo- we're stupid. We're, we're a stupid people doing stupid things. Well, and we're terrified of each other, too. And we're apparently. terrified. You know, I don't know that this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but i got to contemplate it for a little while. See, Peta says these sort of things all the time. I'll hit you with a quote. Chimpanzees aren't models or props, and photos of them wearing Santa hats or sitting at the holiday table put these endangered animals at risk. That's the sort of thing... At risk of what? (laughs) That's the sort of thing Peta has been saying forever. And everybody laughs. And most of us say, man, they're good at getting publicity. But CVS... Actually said, uh-oh, Peta's angry. We might get in trouble with who? And so imagine how much time it took to go through the aisles and get all the monkey cards out of there. That'd be half the cards uh, out of 10,000 stores. Did they decide to remove the monkey cards in a monkey court? I mean, I should I, ask Michael to get that clip. How right, far so. do you go with this, uh, you know... The way people, some people abuse dogs and cats. You can't have dogs and cats on cards. You can't have babies on cards because not everybody can have a baby, and it hurts the feelings of people who have been trying forever with infertility. It just, I mean, you could take it to every extreme. You can't, can't have anything. Often, uh, squirrels fall out of trees and are run over by cars, so we're discontinuing our line of hold on to your nuts, I've turned 60 card line. <laughs> will the gentleman Hoping, yield? No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing this is. This is not a monkey court. <laughs> Obviously, we need to have no more monkey courts it puts monkeys in danger wow something cvs you that's so weak you're embarrassing next time i got the hemorrhoids i'm getting my cream somewhere else i mean i am just i'm not gonna patronize you 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 cow towers then you next time i get hemorrhoids i'll get my cream somewhere else what now I'm just, I'm saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, patronize them. That's uh, so stupid. I don't, I don't know if I can take them on. It's one of those things that's insignificant and very significant at the same time. Here's a question for you. And this, this is uh, echoes of when we talked to PJ O'Rourke and do do we have the famous PJ O'Rourke clip handy, Michael, where he talked about the internet and what it is. Yeah. Essentially, what he said is, whose idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot in the world? (laughs) So here is a a just utterly unspeakably dumb take that's been viewed 13 million times. Now, I can tell you about it. I will tell you about this. This uh, black family 
rented a house to all get together for Thanksgiving uh, right next to Huntsville, Alabama. Okay, and this one gal who looks to be, I don't know, 20s, early 20s, the exact age that you do this sort of thing, uh, tweeted and put out a video that it, it it makes her extremely uncomfortable that this house is next to a cotton field. What? Really inappropriate. Uh, I quote, being put in an area like a cotton field unexpectedly as a black person does trigger trigger you a little bit, makes you feel uncomfortable. She also mentions in the video she experienced an urge to pick the cotton. Not that she wanted to go back to slavery, of oh, course. she didn't want to go back to slavery? No, she said she did not want okay. to go back to slavery. Right. It's an odd feeling that you feel so close to history. You know, obviously there are comments that cotton fields are everywhere in Alabama. You can't go anywhere without seeing one. But so we live in a world where a take that vacant of... Well, really, anything gets viewed 13 million times and a giant discussion ensues. Can human beings, can we, can we survive that world? Or will we die of dumbness? Well, you'd have a better uh, access to this than I do as a focus group of having kids just the right age. Do they just roll their eyes at all this crap and ignore it? And it's all the old, over 40 crowd that still gives a crap about what any any media has to say about anything? Yeah, different answer for all three of my kids. But, um, yeah, mostly, you know, my son was a teenager when he said, Dad, haters going to hate. And I thought, oh, that's a good expression. Because that's what they do, and it's fine. Ignore them. Uh, so, yeah, I think they probably are better at that sort of thing. But th- then there's a subspecies uh, of young people who obsess over this stuff. But the, but even just in journalism, so this story I was going to do, well, I don't have time to do it, about the, about the White House. And it said, one Twitter uh, uh, user called the Christmas tree ugly. How does that make it into a story? How, how does that become part of a story anywhere? One person thought that, I'd say, I, I don't get it. It's garbage. It's really, you're ingesting garbage if you read that crap. Don't ingest garbage, unless you're a <laughs> raccoon or something. <laughs> and them. no raccoons on greeting cards. Get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty.